Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm China. Today is the 19th day of February. Welcome. It is so great to be back here with you today. Today we are continuing in the book of Leviticus. We are in chapters 19 through 21. Since it is a new week, we are switching the translation. We are going to be reading from the New Living Translation this week. The Lord also said to Moses, "Give the following instructions to the entire community of Israel: You must be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Each of you must show great respect for your mother and father, and you must always observe my Sabbath days of rest. I am the Lord your God." Do not put your trust in idols or make middle images of gods for yourself. I am the Lord your God. When you sacrifice a peace offering to the Lord, offer it properly so you will be accepted by God. The sacrifice must be eaten on the same day you offer it, or on the next day. Whatever is left over until the third day must be completely burned up. If any of the sacrifice is eaten on the third day, it will be contaminated, and I will not accept it. Anyone who eats it on the third day will be punished for defiling what is holy to the Lord, and will be cut off from the community. When you harvest the crops of your land, do not harvest the grain along the edges of your fields, and do not pick up what the harvesters drop. It is the same with your grape crop. Do not strip every last bunch of grapes from the vines, and do not pick up the grapes that fall to the ground. Leave them for the poor and the foreigners living among you. I am the Lord your God. Do not steal. Do not deceive or cheat one another. Do not bring shame on the name of your God by using it to swear falsely. I am the Lord. Do not defraud or rob your neighbor. Do not make your hired workers wait until the next day to receive their pay. Do not insult the deaf or cause the blind to stumble. You must fear your God. I am the Lord. Do not twist justice in legal matters by favoring the poor or being partial to the rich and powerful. Always judge people fairly. Do not spread slanderous gossip among your people. Do not stand idly by when your neighbor's life is threatened. I am the Lord. Do not nurse hatred in your heart for any of your relatives. Confront people directly, so you will not will be you will not be held guilty for their sin. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against a fellow Israelite. But love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. You must obey all my decrees. Do not mate two different kinds of animals. Do not plant your field with two different kinds of seed. Do not wear clothing woven from two different kinds of thread. If a man has sex with a slave girl whose freedom has never been purchased, but who was committed to become another man's wife, he must pay full compensation to her master. But since she is not a free woman, neither the man nor the woman will be put to death. The man, however, Must bring a ram as a guilt offering and present it to the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle. The priest will then purify him before the Lord with the ram of the guilt offering, and the man's sin will be forgiven. When you enter the land and plant fruit trees, leave the fruit unharvested for the first three years and consider it forbidden. Do not eat it. In the fourth year, the entire crop must be consecrated to the Lord as a celebration of praise. Finally, in the fifth year, you may eat the fruit. If you follow this pattern, you, your harvest will increase. I am the Lord your God. Do not eat meat that has not been drained of its blood. Do not practice fortune telling or witchcraft. 
Do not trim off the hair on your temples or trim your beards. Do not cut your bodies for the dead, and do not mark your skin with tattoos. I am the Lord. Do not defile your daughter by making her a prostitute, or the land will be filled with prostitution and wickedness. Keep my Sabbath days of rest, and show reverence towards my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Do not defile yourselves by turning to mediums or to those who consult the spirits of the dead. I am the Lord your God. Stand up in the presence of the elderly and show respect for the aged. Fear your God. I am the Lord. Do not take advantage of foreigners who live among you in your land. Treat them like native-born Israelites and love them as you love yourself. Remember that you were once foreigners living in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Do not use dishonest standards when measuring length, weight, or volume. Your scales and weights must be accurate. Your containers for measuring dry materials or liquids must be accurate. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. You must be careful to keep all my decrees and regulations by putting them into practice. I am the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, Give the people of Israel these instructions which apply both to native Israelites and to the foreigners living in Israel. If any of them offer their children as a sacrifice to Molech, they must be put to death. The people of the community must stone them to death. I myself will turn against them and cut them off from the community, because they have defiled my sanctuary and brought shame on my holy name by offering their children to Molech. And if the people of the community ignore those who offer their children to Molech and refuse to execute them, I myself will turn against them and their families and will cut them off from the community. This will happen to all who commit spiritual prostitution by worshiping Molech. I will also turn against those who commit spiritual prostitution by putting their trust in mediums or those who consult the spirits of the dead. I will cut them off from the community. So set yourselves apart to be holy, for I am the Lord your God. Keep all my decrees by putting them into practice, for I am the Lord who makes you holy. Anyone who dishonors father or mother must be put to death. Such a person is guilty of capital offense. If a man commits adultery with his neighbor's wife, both the man and the woman who have committed adultery must be put to death. If a man violates his father by having sex with one of his father's wives, both the man and the woman must be put to death. They are guilty of a capital offense. If a man has sex with his daughter-in-law, both must be put to death. They've committed a perverse act and are guilty of capital offense. If a man practices homosexuality, having sex with another man, as with a woman, both men have committed a detestable act. They must both be put to death, for they are guilty of a capital offense. If a man marries both a woman and her mother, he has committed a wicked act. The man and both women must be burned to death to wipe out such wickedness from among you. If a man has sex with an animal, he must be put to death, and the animal must be killed. If a woman presents herself to a male animal to have intercourse with it, she and the animal must be both put to death. You must kill both, for they are guilty of a capital offense. If a man marries his sister, the daughter of either his father or his mother, and they have sexual relations, it is a shameful disgrace. They must be publicly cut off from the community. Since the man has violated his sister, he will be punished for his sin. If a man has sexual relations with a woman during her menstrual period, both of them must be cut off from the community, for together they have exposed the source of her blood flow. Do not have sexual relations with your aunt, 
whether your mother's sister or your father's sister. This would dishonor a close relative. Both parties are guilty and will be punished for their sin. If a man has sex with his uncle's wife, he has violated his uncle. Both the man and woman will be punished for their sin, and they will die childless. If a man marries his brother's wife, it is an act of impurity. He has violated his brother, and the guilty couple will remain childless. You must keep all my decrees and regulations by putting them into practice. Otherwise, the land to which I am bringing you, as your new home, will vomit you out. Do not live according to the customs of the people I am driving out before you. It is because they do these shameful things that I detest them. But I have promised you, you will possess their land because I give it to you as your possession, a land flowing with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God, who has set you apart from all other people. You must therefore make a distinction between ceremonially clean and unclean animals, and between clean and unclean birds. You must not defile yourselves by eating any unclean animal or bird or creature that scurries along the ground. I have identified them as being unclean for you. You must be holy because I, the Lord, am holy. I've set you apart from all other people to be my very own. Men and women among you who act as mediums or consult the spirits of the dead must be put to death by stoning. They are guilty of a capital offense. The Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the priests, the descendants of Aaron. A priest must not make himself ceremonially unclean by touching the dead body of a relative. The only exceptions are his closest relatives, his mother or father, son or daughter, brother or his virgin sister who depends on him because she has no husband. But a priest must not defile himself and make himself unclean for someone who is related to him only by marriage. The priest must not shave their heads or trim their beards or cut their bodies. They must be set apart as holy to their God and must never bring shame on the name of God. They must be holy, for they are the ones who present the special gifts to the Lord, gifts of food for their God. Priests may not marry a woman defiled by prostitution, and they may not marry a woman who is divorced from her husband, for the priests are set apart as holy to their God. You must treat them as holy because they offer up food to your God. You must consider them holy because I, the Lord, am holy, and I make you holy. If a priest's daughter defiles herself by becoming a prostitute, she also defiles her father's holiness, and she must be burned to death. The high priest has the highest rank of all the priests. The anointing oil has been poured on his head, and he has been ordained to wear the priestly garments. He must never leave his hair uncombed or tear his clothing. He must not defile himself by going near a dead body. He may not make himself ceremonially unclean, even for his father or mother. He must not defile the sanctuary of his God by leaving it to attend to a dead person. For he has been made holy by the anointing oil of his God. I am the Lord. The high priest may marry only a virgin. He may not marry a widow, a woman who is divorced, or a woman who has defiled herself by prostitution. She must be a virgin from his own clan, so that he will not dishonor his descendants among his clan. For I am the Lord who makes him holy. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to Aaron and all future generations. None of your descendants who has any defect will qualify to offer food to his God. No one who has a defect qualifies, whether he is blind, lame, disfigured, deformed, or has a broken foot or arm, or is hunchbacked or dwarfed, 
or has a defective eye, or skin sores, or scabs, or damaged testicles. No descendant of Aaron who has a defect may approach the altar to present special gifts to the Lord. Since he has a defect, he may not approach the altar to offer food to his God. However, he may eat from the food offered to God, including the holy offerings and the most holy offerings. Yet because of his physical defect, he may not enter the room behind the inner curtain or approach the altar. So this would defile my holy places. I am the Lord who makes them holy. So Moses gave these instructions to Aaron and his sons and to all the Israelites. Uh, Riggy, what do you think about that story? Yeah, that was a lot of rules and a lot of things that the Lord was telling his people that they needed to live by. Yeah? She's trying to figure out the headphones. I have her in the studio with me today. Um, but yes, yeah, so something that I hear a lot in today's reading in the past few times that I um, last week was reading with you is the Lord is really saying, observe my Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath. Observe my Sabbath days of rest. I am the Lord your God. And I think that this is something that is really powerful for us to grasp is that the Lord is... Yes, exactly. The Lord is saying... Is that what he's... The Lord is reminding us... <laughs> there's value in rest. And there's value in joy, right, Reagan? Mm-hmm. But truly, there's value in rest, and the Lord is asking us to observe it so much so that if you don't, there's going to be repercussions. And we see a constant theme after every line and every stanza is the Lord saying, I am the Lord. I am the Lord your God. And I don't think this is because the Lord's forgetting who he is or kind of like his text signature. But I think it's truly that he is instating, this is who I am. This is who I am as Lord. This is who I am as God. And you can trust me in these areas. I want you to know me as good in these areas. And so, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you so much that we have your perfect and good word filled with so many stories and testimonies of people who tried their hardest or maybe didn't try at all, but that we constantly see you in pursuit of their hearts. And God, I thank you that your law, your regulations, your instructions were because you loved us and you wanted to set us up well. And so I thank you that we live in your free will offering and I thank you, God, that you give us your instructions because you love us. And so I pray that you would give us wisdom in our day-to-day -day lives and our coming and our going, our decisions, our thoughts and our words and our deeds. And Lord, we just thank you that you trust us. And God, I pray that we would continue to trust you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm China. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Thank you once again, China. Well, friends and family, day 13 in the books, Daily Audio Bible Pilgrimage 2023 has come to a close. What an incredible journey it has been. Overall, individually and collectively in this community in Israel. Uh, today was a very full day, very full day.
we started in the upper room. And of course, you know, that story in the New Testament where the Holy Spirit fell, tongues of fire. Uh, from there, we went to the Mount of Olives. We stopped and smiled for the camera for our epic group photo. Um, we then went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, we went to <laughs> the Jaffa Gate. Uh, we walked the Christian quarters to get to the Church of the Holy Scepter. And what you should understand is most of the monuments, probably the most famous of places that people want to visit in Israel, the birthplace of Jesus, the crucifixion of Jesus, uh, where they laid him, where he was laid after he was taken from the cross, uh, where the tomb of his resurrection was. All of these places have had some sort of cathedral, church, spiritual, holy monument built literally on top encased around these sites. So when you're cooking dinner or getting ready for work in the morning and you hear the Bible read and you hear the stories, you're envisioning this manger in the middle of a field with a, a wooden in type contraption that you may or may not have ever seen emulated. It's not like that. And sometimes, uh, sometimes these places are so crowded they are so adorned um, that the vision that you keep in your head might, might be less disappointing <laughs> than the actual place. And so the Church of the Holy Scepter is this unimaginably beautiful, incredibly spacious, very ancient-looking uh, church. And it's very busy, very crowded. People are very emotional. People are very um, overcome with emotion, as you can imagine, uh, seeing some of these places. And so there's all types of responses that are happening around you. And there's not really space for quiet and contemplation and processing. You just sort of ride the wave of the moment as you're experiencing it with literally hundreds of people at the same time. And, and you, you're lucky if you get your couple of seconds, a good picture, selfie if you're lucky, and then you move on. But it is stunning. Uh, there are still masses that take place while people are visiting. So they do shut certain parts down for the sake of worship. And that's right and honorable and reverend, but it's a very overwhelming place because of uh, the busyness of it. So it can be a little difficult to have any sort of holy moment there, um, but I, I look for the beauty and I find it every time. And then we left there and we escaped to the garden tomb. And that is a place 
uh, that is outside, that is a place where it is far more quiet, complementative, serene, and we collectively and individually as a group take communion together. This is where we end, and this is where we ended today, the pilgrimage, and it all comes down to that final moment. It comes down to that final moment on the pilgrimage. It comes down to that final moment in life, really. To remember, remember the sacrifice that Jesus made. Remember what he asked us to. As we gather together, may we never forget. It all comes down to the Holy Eucharist, communion, whatever you call it in your rhythm of worship. But in my heart, in my spirit, I know it's coming and I, and I dreaded it today. I have never uh, been on this pilgrimage and didn't not want it to end. I have always kind of come to the end of the rope and been very ready to get home, but I think it's just good to be back. And it was such a sweet group and such a sweet time together. And we've been away for a few years and that anticipation built and everything and everybody makes it what it is. And over the course of almost two weeks, uh, Brian and I get to stay focused on what it is that we're doing and we just sit back and watch a group of people, uh, most of whom have never met until this moment, care for one another in a way that I think we're supposed to care for one another. And you see those able-bodied to help the ones that are having difficulty and you just see those that forgot something and the ones that brought it give freely and it's just such a zoomed in beautiful picture of the body of Christ and to be in this place and in this space sharing this time together is uh, something very very special and so we left the garden tomb and we traveled to our final dinner our farewell dinner that we have together where we get to say our thank yous and we get to say our goodbyes and then we get to just hear from the group whoever wants to share what this experience was like for them and of course we're always always moved beyond tears and and tonight was no exception as well so um for the 100 or so people that have been here, I think I can say that our lives, once again, will never be the same for what we have experienced and how we have experienced this together in this space. And it also could not have happened without the prayers of the community. We did have some very, very minor hiccups along the way, but it comes with the territory. But it was minimal, 
And we thank you for that covering, that blanket of prayer that canopies us from the bottom to the top and from the top down to the bottom. And we don't take it lightly. It's a really big thing. It's a really big deal. And we are really very grateful. So we will get a night's rest. We will fly home in the morning. And our journey is not over because that is the worst part <laughs> of the trip is going home. We've got a long flight. We land and then we're still not home yet. So uh, if you would just continue to pray for us. Keep everyone journeying home in your prayers and then for the integration back into our own culture, our own real lives, our own time zone, our own space, our own beds, we would really appreciate it. And I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Daily Audio Bible Israel Pilgrimage 2023 has come to an end and we will never be the same people that we were. Thank you for your prayers. Until tomorrow, love one another. Greetings, my dearly beloved DABC family. This is Phil, my cup lord from California, and I hope that February is treating you well and um, oh, as best as it can. I'm calling to pray for a, little, um, a few people uh, Father, I pray, I thank you so much for giving us life. I thank you so much for the energy, the encouragement, the inspiration, and um, the purpose, God, you bless us with, dear Lord, by giving us yet another day to see life. So, Father, it's from that space I pray for little baby Hunter, um, Ashley's friend's baby, who is undergoing a regression in his development as a baby. Father, I pray that you help the doctors to, to figure out what's really going on. In fact, help her friend to take the baby, dear God, and get the help that's necessary as far as figuring out what's going on. And Father, that they have the remedies for for this so that he's, um, he can progress in his development. Lord, you know exactly what's going on in there, dear God. So open the physician's eyes and open her friend's eyes too, dear God. Father, I pray that um, Ashley is uh, a great help, dear Lord, even though she's miles or hours away from her friend. Lord, I pray also for the young woman and her 12-year-old, and she's presently pregnant with 13 weeks pregnant and had to leave think North Carolina or South Carolina to go back and live with her mom in Michigan. Lord, I pray that you guide her, you comfort her. God, I pray that their relationship is actually much, much better, um, especially given the predicament that she's in right now. But I pray for reconciliation and strength in Jesus' name. Hi, Dapsy family. This is Summer and the Songbird in Nebraska. Um, we have been, I have been a dabbers for um, five years, just over five years, and just added the dab C this year. Um, I just finished, or I'm in the middle of listening to the prayers on the February 11th podcast. Oh, Carrie from 
Michigan, Jesus girl, and your daughter Ariel, I'm sure from when you recorded this, I hope she has now made it to Michigan and is home safe with you and your granddaughter. Thank you, God, for giving Ariel the courage to leave. Such a violent, scary thing. I pray you will draw her close to you, Jesus. Let her find you in this. Through this really horrible experience, this wilderness experience, draw her close to you, Jesus, that she may know you as Savior. Give her health. Remind her that the stuff she had to leave behind is just stuff. Give her health for her children and guide Carrie in this process, this big transition. Just lift them all up to you, God, because you are bigger than all of it, bigger than the hurt, bigger than the fear. You're so good, Jesus. We love you and pray in your name. Hi, Dabsky family. This is the burning bush that will not be devoured for the glory of our God and King. I am calling for our sister, Carrie, Jesus girl, um, called in with a prayer request for her daughter who um, is pregnant now and her daughter's significant other has manifested signs of um, abuse. And so um, she's heading back home. Father God, I pray for Carrie's daughter God, I pray, O oh Lord, Holy Spirit, that you will touch her heart in this process and soften her heart towards you. I come against every seed that was planted in her heart or mind that causes her not to want to believe in you, Father God. I pray that you free her, that we bind every plan the enemy has for her life in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would get her safely out of that situation. Protect her older daughter in the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray that you will give them new beginnings when she arrives to her mom. And Father, I just come against every thought of depression and just um, self-loathing. I pray that she will um, be encouraged, oh Father God. I pray that you surround her by people who love you, Father. I pray for people her age who believe in you. I pray that she enters her mother's house, Father God, that you will make your presence known that your grace and your love will be felt in that home, that in the name of Jesus, oh God, that she will be saved because of the love manifested by her mother towards her. I come against every plan the enemy has to destroy her in the name of Jesus. I come against unforgiveness and bitterness in Jesus' name. God, I pray, oh Lord, that you will heal her heart. I pray for the unborn baby, Lord, that in the name of Jesus, that child will grow to know you, to love you. I pray for the relationship between um, Jesus' girl and her daughter. Um, may it just blossom into something brand new and beautiful like you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, family, it's Bridget calling from Baltimore. I'm playing catch-up, so um, I'm just doing a quick call-in for the burning bush that may not be devout. I think that's her name. I listened to the February 9th um, podcast, and she usually calls in. She's really bubbly, really really happy and in good spirits, but she didn't, you didn't really sound like yourself that day, sis. So just praying that all is well with you and all will be well with you and that God continues to keep you, your son, your daughter, and your husband and your friend that's looking for housing in his, in his hands. I um, also want to pray 
for Cody. We haven't heard you in quite a long time, brother. So just checking on you, praying that everything is all right with you. Praying for Adrian um, from Maryland um, in regards to her, you know, grieving the loss of her best friend. Um, so that's it, family. Continue to keep me in your prayers. Continue to um, may you petition God on my behalf, asking that I be a better steward of my time um, and that I be obedient in um, working through my past childhood traumas and that um yeah that the lord healed me and delivered me love you guys um god bless you china god bless you jill and god bless everybody love you